<laughs> asana, etc. Asana, etc. <laughs> what else? Hold on a second. Okay. Asana, etc. Asana, etc. Asana, etc. All right. So, hi, you guys, and welcome to another episode. I'm here. I'm Lisa, and Alex is here too. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I'm sitting under a blanket <laughs> recording and uh, it feels a little bit strange, but I'm in the studio and there's a lot of echo as you guys can hear. So uh, I'm going to continue sitting under this blanket and if I need to go, go out for a sip of air, I will let you know, Alex. What are you doing? Are you sitting under a blanket too? <laughs> no, <laughs> no grungy echo in here. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no, I'm just enjoying my Saturday morning at home. Great. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, it was, for me, it was a choice of this or being at home with like boys making noise and birds making noise. So I guess maybe this one's better. Under a blanket. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Maybe Corona made me a little bit crazy, you know, like lockdown and stuff. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we are here today to discuss teacher trainings a little bit as a topic of today. So we, we've been approached many times from people asking, cause we run teacher trainings. We've been to teacher trainings and we've done a lot of little trainings and all these things and, and how people are asking how, how to choose a good training and what makes a training good. So I'm going to get into that a little bit today, but um, maybe we'll start with, I'll start with asking you, Alex, what, what trainings you've done and what made you choose those specific ones, if you know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I'll just dive right in. Um, I think I talked about this a few, a few sessions ago, a little bit about my first teacher training and how it was kind of more of like an impulse decision. I knew I was really interested in yoga. I wanted to deepen my practice. And I really went in with the intention to become a teacher. Uh, and I went to India for my first one. So I was on, um, I was in the jungle in a quite a isolated space, uh, right at the border, like literally right at the checkpoint between Goa and Kerala. So in the South, uh, Southwest coast, I guess it would be, um, not coast, because I just said it was the jungle, but um, yeah, that side <laughs> of things. Um, and honestly, I didn't, um, I put a lot of like time into my research, but as far as choosing the teacher training, it was about, the things for me were about location, um, the time, like the time length, uh, and and price, uh, especially coming in being a new new. I don't know, I, not new to yoga so much, but new to this idea of, of coming into the industry in this way or coming in um, as an actual teacher. So I didn't really, some people choose based on, you know, this awesome instructor that they love, you know, or they choose based on a community that they're already a part of that they want to uh, become more deeply involved with. Mine wasn't, wasn't really like that. It was something a lot more of an independent choice. And I didn't know any of the teachers that I went to when I first went, and I didn't know any of the people either. So um, 
yeah, I based it off of reviews, price, location, and the length of time, the length of the stay. And it was quite scary, you know, because here you are researching off the internet. You don't know anything besides how many stars this place has and what people have said about it before. So I travel all the way to India. I don't know if like, if I'm going to show up and this place isn't going to exist, you know, or if it's all going to be like, I don't know, some kind of scam. It's like, it's, it's a little bit nerve wracking to do that. Uh, but it ended up working out. So yeah. Um, it was a nice place. It was, we were in this like resort in this jungle. Um, it was a 30 day intensive teacher training. And in India, they do that quite often. I think the visa situation might've changed a little bit as of lately, but they, there's like a 30 day tourist visa that you can do. Um, so the teacher trainings that are in that country, they really try to get them down to like 28 days or to 30 days so that you can get back on a plane without having to get one of those long-term um, Indian visas. So it was like that and it was quite intense. It was like eight hours a day. We had afternoons off, I guess. So maybe it was about six, seven hours a day, um, and including Saturdays. And then we had half days on Sundays is how it worked. And it was an all-inclusive thing uh, where all meals were included um, and lots and lots of practice time. So two hours in the morning meditation and practice and two hours in the, in the evenings as well. And this was the one that was Hatha Yoga. Yeah, this was a Hatha, Hatha certification uh, as like the first point. And then it was also Vinyasa. We got a little Vinyasa in there. We got a little Ashtanga in there, but it was a, it was a Hatha teacher training. Um, Did you guys learn how to teach a lot? And, and, or was it like, because I remember my first training, we just, they taught us all the things. And then they were like, on this day, you're going to teach a class. And that was the first time we ever taught a class. And that was scary. <laughs> Yeah, I had the same exact story. No, actually, it didn't. It wasn't a course that was heavy in anatomy. There wasn't much anatomy. Um, and it was, we didn't get any practice teaching. It was the same thing. It was like, okay, on the first day of the course, they're like, at the end of this course, you're going to have to pick a day and teach. And that was so nerve wracking for me. I yeah. prepared like the whole <laughs> month, like, you know, it's so funny now, because right now I could walk into you know, a, a room full of 50 people and just make up a sequence on the top of my head if I needed to. But back then it was mm -hmm. like every night I was refining this and working on it and practicing it, you know, and it was <laughs> such a different experience. Um, so no, there wasn't any practice teaching at all. You're just kind of like baptism by fire thrown into it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's my story. How about yours? <laughs> so this you was going? your first, your 200 hours, right? This is my 200 hour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. I went to, I was in India as well. I was in Rishikesh and I was in this place called Rishikesh Yoga Peace. And it was just, um, I think they're pretty big now. I don't know after pandemic, but before, like the year before, I know they were doing trainings that started every week and they were always full, full, full. So, yeah, but that. when I went, it was, yeah. Yeah. This is like a lot, but I was their training number, I think five or something like that. Like the very, very beginning. And it was six or seven weeks. I can't remember, but they wanted to have it a little bit longer so that we could actually learn. They said we couldn't learn in four weeks. And yeah, it was Hatha Yoga and just a lot of 
a lot of physical practice, but also a lot of meditation and a lot of um, traditions like all the kriyas and all of these, all of these things and all of the, um, uh, like all the philosophy and, and I don't know, pranayama, stuff like that, that was just very, very new to me as a new, um, new yogi, I guess, from the West, we step into um, the practice from a physical aspect. And I hadn't, like, I interviewed you a few weeks ago. And if you guys didn't hear that, Alex told me she entered the practice from the, like the meditation side and stuff, but I didn't, I was just from, from the physical side, from the body side. And, and this um, was very foreign to me. It was really difficult to sit for long periods of time and, and do all these practices and stuff. But um, in the end, I'm really thankful for it. I'm really grateful for it because it followed me since then. It's been really good. Um, I have a few really big memories from it where we had our, um, our shala was on the very top of this building where we were in this ashram. And um, every morning we'd have morning practice and, and there was this little nook underneath the big roof, in between the shallow roof and the big roof where all the monkeys slept during the night mm -hmm. and as we started our practice in the morning they would wake up and run around up there and it was this game of who was going to get peed on today because oh. <laughs> yeah because they hadn't secured the ceiling with something up there so whenever a monkey peed it just sipped down through the wood cracks and nice yeah and every morning I was like you'll get super lucky if you get peed on and I was like I don't want to and then I thought I was <laughs> I thought I escaped it. I don't know why I'm telling the story actually but I thought I escaped it but um the very last day I was like okay I'm getting out of this without it and then then I got peed on it was gross oh my Absolutely god gross. yeah That's I know so funny. <laughs> We had this, we had the same thing with like, uh, we had this shallow, it was a covered shallow, but it was open, you know, in India, in the jungle, beautiful, mm. like surroundings. Um, and there was like a family of monkeys that like, they owned the place. They, they were so funny, these little monkeys, you know, cause they would walk through <laughs> and they just look like these gangsters. Yeah. They would like take these trash cans and they just pick up the trash cans and throw them over. Like they don't care at all. And they just start throwing trash, but it, they're so like human looking that it looked like they're doing this with this like sinister intent, you know? And it's yeah. just so funny to watch, but <laughs> yeah, they were like that. Cause we would start our mornings, I think at 6am if I remember correctly. Mm. And we have a good 30 to 45 minutes of meditation. Also, we would do the Kriyas and it was really nice, the breathing practices. And then right as like the physical practice would start following that, that's when the monkeys would come out and they were on, you know, it's like an alarm clock. They were on just a timer every day <laughs> at the same exact time. And it was super fun because you'd be in your down dog and like looking behind you, see this monkey family running around terrorizing <laughs> the grounds. That was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I don't know. I think I'm very thankful for having had my first experience be that uh, in a more traditional way, Hatha yoga, just all that. It felt like foundations for me. I don't know about you, but it felt like good foundations and a bit, almost a bit neutral in the yoga practice and in the world of yoga that we know now, where there's so much to choose from and so many great teachers and so much stuff to follow around and not knowing where to step your first step this was a really nice first step i think to do because it was just yeah foundation work mm -hmm. i know? agree i had that same kind of 
experience. Um, I don't know though, like if I can explain it, like what we do when we have a teacher training, and this is gonna sound really weird, but I feel like we teach so much to teach to understand, you know, it's such a conversation with the people that we have in front of us. It's like, we explain a topic, we explain a new concept or whatever. And then we ask questions to like, get the people thinking about this thing, right? Whatever this thing is. And there's like a dialogue about it. And there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer. Um, it's about, you know, opening the mind to these different ideas and staying within the same like skeleton of tradition. But when I was in my other teacher trainings, like in India, it wasn't in that same kind of way. It was more of like a, a show, like a, not a show, but like a teach and copy type of thing. I do this, now you do this. You know, it wasn't a dialogue. It wasn't like an open conversation, if that makes sense. So we kind of watched this guy who was very like skilled in his asana practice. He had a strong asana practice and he, um, we would go through these positions on how to do them. And he would basically just like model them for us. This is the position, you know? Mm. And it wasn't like, put your leg here, put your arms here, do this, do that, or how to cue into it, how to exit out of it, how to modify it. It wasn't any of this. It was just, here's this. It was like this statue of a man just in front of you. And you just kind of like take the notes that you want. It was a very mm -hmm. different approach um, to teaching, you know? It was useful. It was just, it was a, something I wasn't used to. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's, I mean, that's why we do what we do, I guess, in our trainings, because learning from that we can see that sometimes teaching with just knowledge that's been put into your brain like that without asking questions or wondering why or knowing why then it doesn't really maybe translate into a very good teacher sometimes I wouldn't say like all the time of course but it's just um, it's the approach that we've chosen because we feel like it's the most um, I don't know like you can learn so much more quick if you know what it is that's going on in your body rather than looking, mm -hmm. you know, to me, I would sort of compare it to learning how to teach yoga on Instagram because you see these, you know, beautiful models and postures of people looking like they're doing a posture, but we actually don't know what's going on in their bodies, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was a little bit, um, uh, how do you call it? Oh, I forget the words. Not so, not so nice of me to say. <laughs> How do you say that in English? Not so nice. Yeah, there's a word like not so nice, but like um, you say, rude. Yeah, a bit rude or a bit like uh, ah. There's a word. Okay, I'll think of it. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> I'm It'll sitting under through. a blanket. I have I have really like a hard time <laughs> gathering my thoughts. <laughs> oh my god. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I want to, you got to take a picture of yourself before this ends. Yeah. I want to see this set up. Absolutely. got to put this as our, <laughs> as our showcase for this podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in Rishikesh, was your, did you also have an intensive, you said six to seven weeks it was? Mm -hmm. And you had all day long every day? Yeah. We had like six days a week. I think it was 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then we had mm -hmm. one day fully off on Sunday. So it was just off that day, which was nice. But it was what, intense. What was like the biggest subject that you guys had? Like what was it geared more, most toward? It was Hatha Yoga for sure. Hatha Yoga. And just these like 
I don't know, it was, I felt like it was foundational. Now, this is also quite a long time ago, uh -huh. 12 years ago, something like that. Um, but it was, yeah, Hatha Yoga and just all these, like, do you remember that? Did you guys have that orange book from, mm -hmm. it's book. called How do you say it? Hatha Yoga Pranayama something, something. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> Prakti, Prakti, oh my god, I should know this. Praktipada, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Though. Yeah, and it's from the Bihar School of Yoga, I know. And there's mm -hmm. a whole series of them. Anyway, we had that one. So we sort of went from cover to cover on that one and just talked uh -huh. about all the postures. And um, yeah, and then it was a lot of philosophy. And I remember at that point that I was really confused with the philosophy. Because they would, again, it was this thing that you said, it was just talked at me. Mm -hmm. These are the nadis. These, these are the, this is Ida and Pingala. And this is, um, this is the yamas and the niyamas. And I was like, wait, what? Where's the, like, I didn't have a map of what it meant yeah. in my head when I left. And I just felt really confused. But I think those things fell into place um, after doing more trainings. <laughs> I had that same kind of thing. And I read back through my manuals too. And I'm like, it's interesting because I wonder, it's probably like a little bit of both for me because I'm wondering if it was just so much like new information that I just couldn't process. Mm -hmm. Or if I wonder, I wonder if it was the way that it was delivered. And it's probably a bit of both because when I look at the manuals, I was like, okay, this is here. Like I, now that I know what these words are and what these things are, then now I know like how this fits into the whole puzzle of yoga or like yogic lifestyle. Mm. But I don't know. Again, when, whenever I give a lecture about these kinds of things, it's always prefaced, you know, like, this is an idea. This is what this, you know, and this is where this idea comes from. And this is how we're going to talk about it. It's not something you have to subscribe to, you know, or, or believe in or whatever, mm -hmm. or something like that. But this is how I'm going to teach it to you. So I always try to make that a big point when I'm teaching, you know. Where again, I didn't get that. Um, not that it's a bad thing. It's just not the way I got it. It was more of a I don't want to go as far to say indoctrination, but I can't think of a better word. It was just like, this is it and it's black and white and take it or leave it, you know? Right. I feel like that's gone through a lot of the trainings that I've done. Maybe most of the trainings, honestly, not this like, this is the only path, but, but maybe 75% of like, this is actually the only path. But you can look around, but this is the best, you know? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a very, I don't like that. And maybe that's why I've done so many trainings. I don't even know how many, but I've done a lot of 200 hours and, and I just in different disciplines, basically. And I just, because I found it so interesting to learn all these different things. And, and when we, I think, I haven't done a training in a few years now, like a big one like that. And now being out of that a little bit, thinking about it, I feel like I did it because I wanted to find a path that's like, hey, hey, it's fine to like different things, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. It's fine to be different. It's fine um, to not have this particular type of body, posture, breath work, um, uh, thoughts, <laughs> opinions, you know, yeah. you can, you know what I mean? Yeah. And 
Yeah, that's that's always been on my agenda for finding a good training is to and this is what I really like as like yoga gets more and more popular. The I think the one of the big benefits of this is the fact that it has become more scientific in a lot of ways, right? So regardless of philosophy, traditions and all this, when we're talking about just like asana in the body and how the body works and how the body moves, there's so many more people looking at this and analyzing it, you know, from uh, physiotherapists and, and doctors and understanding what the body is doing and why this cue into a posture or out of a posture is good and why it's not. So I'm really happy that this is more of like an open discussion and things are more, are, are debunked, you know, and it's not just say this cue, repeat this cue, do this over and over and you don't understand why. So I think that's also something that we strive for in our teacher trainings is to mm. understand the reason why you're saying what you're saying where before I just kind of hear these parroting you know people just repeating what they've heard before but they don't know why so I'm, I'm thankful for the science that's been brought into to all this yeah absolutely absolutely and then there's also you know you can look at all the things with the with your own eyes and and criticize it as you want and sort of choose the path that works for you. And then also, I think for me, growing older and with more experience, realizing that not everything is going to work for one body. And I think maybe that's what I thought in the beginning. Ah, oh, yoga, it's this and it's for everyone. Like everybody's going to like to do Ashtanga yoga. It's going to work for everyone. But... I mean, I didn't think about it that way, but maybe a bit more so, Yeah. but it doesn't. And it's not, you know, and it's, people are going to like to do hot yoga. People are going to like to do Kundalini yoga or, or, you know, whatever it is. And that's fine. I think because it works for them. Yeah, there's like, you know, that saying like the posture that you hate the most is the one that you need the most. Mm-hmm. I hate that saying so much I'm just like because I had the same idea yeah because I had the same idea as you right like in the beginning of this like yoga is for everybody it's such an inclusive practice which it is but you still need to choose what works for you right and then I kind of you know beginning in all of my yoga path in the beginning of it all I um thought that something's like wrong with me if I can't do a lotus pose comfortably then this is a goal I have to work to and something's wrong with me until I can do it. And now I, I know that that's not true. You know, these bodies are not mm. made all the same. And if something really just doesn't mm. feel good for you, there's, and it doesn't feel, if it feels even painful, there's these different kinds of pains we have, right? And some of them are, are a big indicator to just stop right there and, you know, make sure you don't go any further because you're going to hurt yourself. And other kinds of pains are like a good threshold to work with to push your boundary to the next limit. Yeah. Mm. Um, but this, this posture thing where if you can't do it, then you need it the most, or you don't feel good in it, then you need it the most. I don't know if that's, if that's so, if that's so true. You know how we were talking about this the other day, we were planning, um, if you guys don't know yet, uh, we we're planning a rocket teacher training soon at the end of May. And we were going over all of the series, how we're going to uh, structure it and, and all these things. And we're talking about this pose 
um, Janu Sirsasana, Janu Sirsasana C. Do you remember when we just mm-hmm. had this conversation the other day? Yeah. And if you guys don't know what this pose is, I will make sure to put it um, in our in our notes or in our uh, blog that goes with this podcast so you can see. But it's a very compromising position for your knee. Now, I'm sure that there's plenty of yoga teachers out there that will completely disagree with me. Betty loves this position. It works totally fine for her. But it's just such an awkward pose. And it feels like it just feels very wrong to do personally, you know. And I think it's okay to stay away from that pose in my yoga practice. I I feel like I've accepted that, um, you know, yeah, for myself. And, And if Betty... Betty likes this pose and she feels good in it, that this is completely fine too, right? And it's all about that, I think, when you are a student and a teacher, that yeah. it's okay for someone just to, you know, say no to something. I agree with that. But I, I also still believe in that saying. I'm not, I haven't moved away from it yet because it's really helped me in my practice. I think more so though, in my spiritual practice, that saying helps me. It doesn't, because it doesn't help and you say like, oh, this posture is the one you need the most, right? So um, the one you hate the most is the one you need the most. It doesn't really help by going, okay, so I'm just going to push the other way. That is what I think is wrong with that saying. For me, because I get, went home after we had that discussion actually about Janus Sarshasana C, and I discussed it with Trigvi, um, who's my husband, and he's like, I hate it, but I love it because these all the yanusashasanas it's not about going deeper 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 it's i can feel the spiritual energy flow through me or something like that he said and i was like ah is it is it more about the mental state then and maybe that's it maybe that's why that posture exists do you know what i mean maybe that's why yanusashasana exists because we're like what what the F is this? What am I supposed to be doing if my knee hurts, my ankle hurts, whatever? But then it's like, wait, what, what are the barriers that I can release in my mind for this to be something that works for me? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see what you mean, definitely. Um, because, right, because the pain is all supposed to be just in our minds. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we just want to be really careful with that when you guys go out there and try your Janusasana meditating. It sounds, it sounds really like fluffy and crunchy and spiritual and whatever. But I, sometimes, sometimes that's the release also. It's not about like, okay, keep pushing it because you need it, because you hate it, yeah. you know. But it's more like, wait, wait, wait. What is your mind doing? Is your mind breathing as much as your body's breathing? You know, just, just that. I think I still like it. So I, I, I think I'm still going to use that expression, Alex. If you don't mind, <laughs> do you? Is that? Is I, that I, use, I use it sometimes. I do. Yeah, uh-huh. I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. See, we're on different paths, and everything uh-huh. uh, that works for you doesn't work for me, and vice versa, right? <laughs> Right. Mm. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so have you done any teacher trainings that wasn't that weren't intensive or like weekends um, or something or yeah, we did this. I mean the one the three of us all did together. It was a hundred and fifty hour that we did in Prague here. Um, and we did it to get our, to be legal to teach here because we are located in the Czech Republic and the Czech Republic doesn't easily recognize um, international teacher trainings usually accredited by the Yoga Alliance. So we did 
one that is accredited by their accreditation system. Um, so that was it. So yeah, that one was weekends. Mm. Um, very different experience than, than what I'd had before. Yeah. We do ours yeah. as well. We have um, a week or so or a long weekend together. And then we do five to six weekends in, in the city, in our, in our studios. And I think that's like a middle way in between having an intensive and having just weekends. Um, but what would be, I mean, I guess you, what would be your, your choice? What would you do if you, if you got to go to training tomorrow, what would you prefer? Well, for me personally, the, okay, the, the, like the luxury of getting away from your whole life and going away for a month and being taken care of, having somebody cook for you, you know, having someone do your dishes, uh, you get to stay in a new space in a nice hotel or whatever it is, or maybe it's not nice, so nice, um, but you, uh, you don't have to worry about your regular life responsibilities, right? So you get to only focus on yoga and your yoga practice and what you're learning during these, you know, intensive 30 days. So that's a real big plus. Um, a lot of us don't have the luxury of being able to just kind of run away from our lives for a full month um, or even longer, you know, depending on however your travel plans work. So this is what I think that, you know, how we've structured our training is bringing the best of, of both worlds together. Cause I've also, I have a friend, my best friend, she took a teacher training and it was over the course of, of six months. And it was like, one or two weekends or Saturdays a month. And, and my friend just like forgot everything every time she would come back, you know, to the next session. It was, it wasn't like everything, there was too much time for processing. She wasn't able to build on what she had learned because it was kind of already dissipated out. Um, so our structure and the way that we have it with this, we have this seven day intensive outside of the city. So you still get that okay forget about your regular life for a little bit be taken care of and just be in this study type of space which i think is fantastic and then you know having these weekend weekend sessions together too it's like a little bit of a happy medium to be able to still go to work you know monday through friday um and see your family mm -hmm. and do your laundry and all that kind of stuff but uh but still be able to to be enough in it to to really gain gain the most from it yeah i agree with you there i think it's really nice to go away i've actually never done only this czech one that we did but it was just a very different format but the other ones have been intensive for me as well so i can't really compare but i think as a teacher in these courses that we've done so far i feel like it's very it's been quite nice to just be able to process and to sit with it for a few days and have some homework and because in these intensive ones they're like homework till tomorrow is this and then you just like it's nine o'clock at night when you finish and you have to get up at six again and it's quite a lot of work as well so it's nice to have a little bit of extra time to, to process for sure yeah. um yeah so yoga alliance then what about that what do you think about yoga alliance alex <laughs> What am I going to say about it? Am I going to get in trouble if I tell my true opinion? Are they no, kick us, you're not going to get in trouble. No, they won't. Well, we're accredited we by Yoga Alliance. We paid them money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're accredited by them. So, so I'm thankful for that, I should say. But the Yoga Alliance is, uh, I don't know, it's just an interesting, it's just 
it's an interesting organization, you know, some some people that were together at the right place at the right time and somehow managed to become the authority on yoga, like in the entire world, basically. Uh, it's just so interesting mm -hmm. to have this much power and, and they don't have so much oversight, right? So if you guys don't know about the Yoga Alliance, um, besides when we very first submitted our application to become a yoga school, an official yoga school, we had quite a bit of working at a personal, um, uh, uh, what do you call them, consultant that was assigned to our, to our school. And I, we worked with him mm. closely, you know, for a few weeks, modifying our curriculum and, and cutting this out and adding this in. And, and I, honestly, the, the guy was a beautiful man. His personality, his voice was so calming. And we would have these video chats and he was just like this serene sincere real person it was really like he was great he was fantastic that experience was fantastic it was very interesting but mm. other than that one time you know however long we've had this yoga school now it's otherwise you just pay fees to these people you just pay these giant annual fees to keep your accreditation but there's no recourse they don't check up on you um you just have now this certification to be able to give certificates to other people. So it doesn't, yeah. it's really on you to, to uh, be responsible for your own quality control. You don't have somebody coming in and, and being responsible for keeping a standard. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it makes it very interesting in the yoga industry that certain schools can, you know, be a part of this and be just in the same exact standard as, you know, somebody who's been around for 50 years or, or, or whatever it is. It's just, um, it's a very interesting accreditation system. It seems just like a money factory. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what we. I mean, there there's some stuff that comes out of it as as an authority, and as a lot of people look, I don't know, look to them for advice. They put out stuff, um, you know, in regards to code of conduct and stuff like that. That's pretty cool, and I think sometimes you can get uh, insured by them. They have pretty good insurance for teacher trainings like personal liability insurance but mostly only if you're like in the US or the UK or maybe Australia or something so so it's there is some things and I think they're trying really hard to do um, to be relevant because a lot of people really realize this thing of like okay we're just paying lots and lots of money every year to be able to like have a little listing on their website and put yoga lions accredited on our on our certificates and I think I don't know if that's I don't know if it's worth it <laughs> but we do it I don't know why, why do we do it Alex if we don't think it's worth it it's interesting because it's like yoga this practice is is I don't want to sound cheesy but I'm going to sound cheesy it's like for the people hmm. you know and it's something that we and by the people right we're we're developing it as we go it it evolves with us but we stay with the traditions you mm. know and it's it's ours and it's yours as an individual mm. um so it seems interesting to give the power over to somebody else but this is what we're so used to doing as humans is you know giving power over to an organization that gives us a stamp that makes us mm -hmm. feel good about ourselves <laughs> i guess is the is how it is how it kind of looks but why do we do it i don't know because when it really comes to being a good yoga teacher um or running a good training or whatever it is that you whatever your service is to the industry 
it's about you know you developing your own personal path and you developing your own skills um, and your own voice and your own style yeah. and it's all about this it doesn't just stop with this stamp on a piece of paper no um it it really doesn't and it's it's really more on you so it's an interesting thing to um to give to somebody to put them in the same even level as somebody who has as much experience you know or as 20 years of experience yeah um, absolutely why do you think we do it I, don't, I think I agree with that. I think I agree with what you just said. I mean, I, I feel like now we need to have a discussion if we should do it the next time. <laughs> it's time to pay. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess if somebody out there has like there a... Anybody? Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, you. Finish. No, me. if there's anybody out there who's like, but no, you missed this big, great point with it, then please reach out to us and tell us what so we know and then we can bring it up again and discuss it but. yeah I would love to hear it because because we are definitely not the only yoga teachers or yoga yoga teacher school that feel this way about mm. the yoga alliance yeah um what I wanted to ask though is is there anyone else like is there any other accreditation system that is is as broad as the yoga alliance out there not at the moment I I, I've heard of one that's like up and coming, but I've forgotten the name right now. Um, there's one that's like challenging Yoga Alliance a little bit. I forgot. I don't know. We should Google this and find out what it is. Yeah. Um, but there's Yoga Alliance UK and yogaalliance.com or .org or something, which is the US based. So there's two different Yoga Alliances also, <laughs> right. which a lot of people don't know. They're not even affiliated to each other. So I don't know. Oh, they're not affiliated? I thought they I were. Don't think, I don't think they are, no. It's like oh. you can be with one or you can be with the other. Because um, I have a couple of trainings that's with one and a couple of trainings that's with the other one, which became a trouble when I was going to do, when I did my 500 hour and I wanted to sort of register, when we registered for this school, uh, to do the school for PYC. And I had my 500 hour with one and then I had 200 hour with the other one. And then I had a few 200 hours that weren't Yoga Alliance. And then they were uh -huh. like, well, you know, <laughs> so uh -huh. I had to get a paper to so catch you. Uh-huh. Exactly. So it didn't really matter. That's how I discovered that. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we do, we've done how many now? Two in-person, three in-person trainings. Has it been three? Two. It's definitely three. been at least three. It's three. Three in person, three in person two and online. two online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're just finishing an online teacher training now. And then this summer in end of May, if everything goes exactly to plan, hopefully when this episode is out, we will know that um, and all the information will be out there. But we are going to do our first 200 hour rocket yoga teacher training and that's very exciting how do you feel about that i'm super stoked it's like it feels so nice to be doing this vinyasa mm -hmm. and i feel like we fine-tuned so many things over these five teacher trainings which feels really good so i'm excited to kind of take it to a different level with rocket mm -hmm. it's, um, it's going to be super fun yeah yeah it'll be super fun it's something that we, we've done here in Prague for a few years, this rocket, rocket teaching, the rocket series. And, and uh, 
And there's a big community that we build up over here, a lot of rocket people. So hopefully, hopefully there'll be some more of these teachers out there after our, after our training that can keep spreading the love of the rocket practice, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, we're going to do that in the same, in the same manner that we've done the other trainings. It'll be, uh, a few days, probably a whole week of intensive outside of Prague. And uh, in addition to that, five or six weekends, Alex, I've forgotten now how many, five That's is That's right. I think it's five weekends and seven days out of Prague. Yeah. So that will be exciting. And then we're also in July, so after that, doing an add-on. So for those of you guys that have gone through a teacher training already, you've done your 200-hour um, teacher training in whatever, whatever practice, you can come and do an add-on to learn how to teach bottle rocket and looking at rocket one series as well and it'll be a hundred hour intensive and that will be a lot a lot of fun as well lots of practice and and um and uh, rocket philosophy and stuff like that so we're looking forward yeah. to both of those right yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything to add <laughs> no, I'm just, I was thinking like are we doing I can't guys we're trying to organize this training is that one going to be full intensive or is that one in Prague the the 100 hour uh the 100 hour we wanted to do um one weekend in Prague and then a full week intensive so it'll be like a summer retreat to go away and then we will have exams back in Prague for another weekend so it'll be it'll be a little bit split but mostly just very intense together uh day and night so that would be really cool, I think. Yeah, good. We planned that well. Awesome. <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, great. Is there anything you want to add, Alex, for teacher trainings? No, I think I think I covered it. How about yeah. you? Yeah, I think uh, this is such a big topic, though. We can't talk about this like um, enough. But um, maybe putting it out there that if there's anybody who has any questions or anything that you feel like, oh, you didn't talk about this and I really wonder about that. Could you do another part about this topic or this and that? Then do just please reach out to us and let us know. And we, we are open to lots of new topics, right, Alex? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any last words before I turn off? No. Goodbye, no. guys. Thanks for joining. <laughs> Uh, we didn't talk about the weather. Should we talk about the weather before oh, no. we go? Yes, please do a weather review before we leave. Wait, I have to lift my blanket up. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I think you could hear my blanket there. Ah, uh, oh, it's gray in Letna. Letna's gray. Okay, it's also gray here, but it's warm outside. So uh, great. It'll be a nice weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, Alex, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye bye. Thank you guys for listening in to yet another episode where me and Alex talk about things that matter to us during that exact moment of that exact day. And I really hope that you guys are enjoying it. If you do want to leave us a review, then go ahead and do that. Or maybe a little star rating. That would be wonderful. And if you want to check out our project, asanaetc.com, head to asanaetc.com to sign up for a seven-day 
free trial to try all of our yoga videos under the sun not all of them but like a lot of them there's a lot of material there to keep you satisfied for your yoga needs for the next year and a half at least so go check it out you guys we really appreciate your support and your love and have a lovely week ahead we will see you next week bye